Hello, party people of the world. How's it going? Danny VNCR and Evan Halfman, a.k.a. Red Llama here, again with uh, The First Cut. You're tuning in to The First Cut. Today's date is September 11th, 2018. Today we are going over uh, psychedelic rock. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and waste no time getting into it. Our first artist is uh, Minami Deutsch, and their album uh, Minami Deutsch, the song Vocalism. Evan, what's have, up? Have you been, <laughs> how you been, buddy? Good. Um, yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of different. Just cutting straight into the into the music. Yeah, man, just cutting but, away all the fat. Um, I definitely like I like some of the fat, but you know, yeah, let's just try it out. And, you know, it's cool. Um, see, see what the the beautiful people, the beautiful people think. So, yeah, you know, maybe it's a. Uh, um, this new format can be a, you know, give a little bit of a chance for some brevity, give the uh, the music a chance to breathe on its own a little more. Mm-hmm. So maybe even just for a sec before I even share thoughts about this band and oh no and, we can uh, we can totally talk and just like yeah chill and just let the music breathe because that's what really the show should be about the music. The yeah. music. The bands and the artists and the music. Yes. Yes. So, we, uh, we, uh, we received some comments uh, over the last couple of weeks from some, uh, from some new, new fans, I'll say. We're, uh, we're trying to take the advice to heart instead of just taking it as uh, criticism. We're going we're gonna to be constructive with it. So thank you uh, to Dustin Huterman and, uh, and Mark Gould for, uh, for the criticism. We appreciate it. And uh, by all means, invite more comments. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything to shoot the plot a little bit? Um. This band. Uh, have I have sort of an interesting, I guess, personal path that has led into uh, coming to this band. Um. So of course, you know, I start my start my hunt. Every time I start my list, you know, I just start doing do a lot of scrolling, <clears throat> and uh, not far into like the first page under Psych Rock, uh, I scroll over the album cover, and immediately like yeah, I'm like okay, this seems really familiar, and lo and behold, I click on it, and uh, I I know the uh, let's see the um, record label there there under is a uh, Guru Guru Brain. I'm not mistaken, that's how you say it. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not seeing it. Uh, it's down here. It's it's down there somewhere. Anyways, you go ahead and keep going. Uh, and this this record label, based out of Tokyo, Japan, is distributed by a local record store of ours, oh, the business, yeah. out of Anacortes, Washington. Up oh, there it is. Yeah. 
And uh, and so Nick Nick from the business actually turned me on to this band uh, because I was I was in the store one day and I was asking about you know some more like kraut rock based stuff or some more um, something more ambient open and uh, but still heavy and uh, this was his first recommendation and uh, I bought the record and uh, spun it a bunch of times and I really like it and so I thought it was a nice fitting way to kick off the list with a band that I I've actually discovered out there on the street um, and not just the first impression being um, on Bandcamp itself. Bandcamp, yeah. Uh, so that's my that's my cool my cool story as to how I originally came across um, this band. Well, cool is subjective. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I guess another 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 format of mine, another format change, which I'm going to test out a little bit, dip my dip my toes in the waters. So I'm trying to be a little more um, expansive when it comes to my 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 comments and my notes and my commentary. And so I'm, I'm kind of like trying to go through each track and really think about the sounds of each track. Right. And so before this before this track ends, which looks like it's pretty soon here. Uh, yeah. I just. You know, I just I kind of write down my feelings about about sort of the vibe of each each track here, and of course, like this track is very like open, drony, um, very repetitive, and and like uh, I feel like the, there's like these electric guitars in here that are like like super dub, like crazy, uh, very um, experimental, and like lots of delay and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, and then uh, let's let it bleed into the next track here. Again, clearly this uh, this band, you know, fits the the psych rock uh, moniker pretty well you know oh yeah um, sure you know, if you really want to nitpick i guess you could say well it's more crowd rock or whatever but um it's it's a uh, it's psychedelic you can get stoned to it and it's and it's japanese so there you go i that's another uh, huge plus to me <laughs> uh, anytime i hear lyrics that aren't in english i'm immediately interested um yeah, you've mentioned that before. And, and so, yeah, and I think I think the synthesis of krautrock mixed with Japanese makes me think of Damo Suzuki, makes me think of Can, and I'm just immediately like hooked. Let me say real one thing real quick too that I think would be interesting for um, a lot of the fans and the fam. Um, if if you haven't noticed, um, a lot of Evans list with lists, apologies, a lot of Evans lists uh, happen to coincidentally 
Lips, lips, a lot of Evan's lips. <laughs> lips. <clears throat> they happen to feature a lot of Japanese artists, um, coincidentally, and I will go ahead and assure any conspiracy theorists that that is actually genuinely a coincidence. I, I have uh, watched over many of uh, Evan's explorations, and it is actually by complete coincidence. Uh, it's a very fun coincidence, but it is a coincidence. Evan does not go, oh man, I love I love the Japanese people and their music. I'm just gonna feature a ton of it. It's just just a really really weird coincidence. Yeah, I mean, there's just something so naturally beguiling. I think uh, subconsciously beguiling about mm-hmm. about uh, about Japanese culture, about just the way. Japanese, the Japanese, and in Japanese culture, the way they they like import and digest um, other cultures around the world, and I'm I'm not saying appropriating. I'm I'm saying the way they digest them and create their own very unique things. And this has happened for, for a long time. Like Japan is very is very well known for. Um, very well known for its its takes on different cultures. Yeah, the, yeah. the way it can really uh, absorb and and create something very interesting. I think with lots of different uh, forms of art. Yeah, and uh, I agree. and so I think there's just something that to me, I guess, is just really interesting about that. Especially, you know, it's like it's like it's kraut rock. Kraut rock being played by. Um, Japanese people. That's just, it's just interesting, you know. Um, I do know, but, but um, for all the people in the back, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk too before we get too specifically involved? Can we talk for a moment uh, on how fucking great the business is? Because you mentioned the business, uh, and you mentioned uh, Nick a little bit, but Nick and Evie at the business in Anacortes, Washington. Oh man. What no. a great place. So, good cool people. What? Good, good, cool, cool people. Yes, for sure. I thought you yeah. said crippled people. And I was like, what the hell are you talking Crip about? people. Yeah. So, anyways, um, now that that weird thing is out of the air, but um, <laughs> I'm sure Nick would disagree that he's crippled. He would, he would disagree. He very much has use of every, every part of his body, as far as I know. Yeah, I haven't really asked him, to be honest, but... Um, if there's any so, impediments. Um, despite a lot of people, you know, thinking Seattle is one of the big, like, music capitals of the country, which I would kind of agree with, and I would kind of disagree with, um, Seattle itself has, I think, a pretty fair amount of record stores, but not, like, an incredible amount. But once you get outside of Seattle and you start looking at Washington State as a whole, they are remarkably few and far between. And most of the ones we have, frankly, are um, are chains. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I go to Everyday Music, I go to Silver Platters, I go to well, yeah, <laughs> all of those chains. Chains and and then secondhand shops that yes. are like just not worth your time at, at all. At all. Um, we have one just down the street from us, not to throw any shade, but uh, Lost in the Groove 
that is just um, a bunch of a bunch of old, <laughs> old vinyls uh, in various conditions from fair to do you want to um, do you want to pay twenty five dollars for a fair copy of Neil Young's first album? No, not, not at really. all. Yeah. No, I don't even want to entertain that idea. As a matter of fact, I want to forget that you asked me. Um, <laughs> and then I want to leave. Um, why does it smell like cat piss in here? I know there's no cats. Um, <laughs> but um, I might have a little, might have some drips on me. I wonder if you could turn it down a little bit just because I don't want my my open air headphones. I, I just want to make sure they're not going to bleed into my microphone. Um, okay. Yeah, one sec. Let me do that. Um, wait, hang on. Let me pause it. Okay, so now that we're good with that, um, God damn you! You made me forget what I was saying. Oh, the business in Anacortes, Washington. <laughs> um, I fucking hate you so much. Um, they uh, they're good people, but uh, what's cool about the business? Um, what I was gonna say before Evan just totally fucking derailed me was. Um, unlike a lot of uh, record stores, which, I mean, even, you know, you're independently owned, this is very often the case that, you know, you go in and you think like, oh, I'll go in and buy the new uh, Childish Gambino record I've been looking at or The Weeknd or whatever and see what, like, local uh, interesting artists they have or artists I've never heard of or, you know, you know how it goes. You've shopped for music before. Um, But the business does not at all carry any major releases. They only carry independent artists and independent labels. Which is uh, very intimidating. I think the very, like, when you first go in there and you've never heard of any of the artists that they have at all. Um, But what truly makes the business the business, in my opinion, despite that, is that uh, Nick and Evie are incredibly knowledgeable about all of the artists uh, that they have. And not only that, but um, just just really music in general. And uh, it, it has legitimately blown my mind how many times I would go in there and say, you know, I'm looking for uh, an artist that sounds very similar to... Um, porcupine tree or the pineapple thief or whatever or I would just try and come up with like a really obscure band that I like but I'm like there's no way you've heard of them and never have I ever come up with a band that I was looking for something similar to that Nick wasn't just like oh I have five bands off the top of my head that I'm sure you'll like Mm -hmm. off of that off of those recommendations it is fucking it's mind-boggling and how to, uh, knowledgeable he is and i can i'll take a sec to plug nick's band buffet he's in a punk band they're pretty legit yeah pretty legit um so not too dissimilarly to what we do here on the first cut um listening to independent artists for uh your viewing plus yours if you wanted that in a physical store format essentially artists that you've probably never heard of um or would never discover otherwise i strongly recommend that you get your asses over to the business in anacortes washington and uh and tell them that uh we sent you even some of our artists are there actually 
which is yes, cool. yes. The only thing you have to watch out for is Nick will stare at you so hard, and if you turn around to look at records and you just glance back real quick, he will still be staring at you. <laughs> and it's, it's like, horrible. like fucking Nosferatu. It's horrible. It's the most terrifying thing you will ever experience. But you know what? It's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> You'll piss your pants in fear. Um, but the record you buy will definitely be worth they it. They also have like everything ever by Phil Elvrum, the microphones, and uh, Mount Erie. Yeah. Um, but go figure, Mount Erie is also from Anacortes, Washington. Yeah, that's that's. I they're, think he's certainly. Friends, I, I, think. I think I think it goes without saying. I think Mount Erie sort of exalted the business into what yeah. it is now today, which is yeah. which is awesome. You know, it's great. Right. Um. And uh, yeah, business. I mean, yeah. Like I definitely love talking about the business. I didn't want to do an incredibly long um, uh, plug for him, but they're fucking worth it. Well, I guess just because I mean, I uh, you know, I was. I, like right after I talk, oh, I want to talk about the songs. You know, I got these notes, but you know, I could talk about that anytime. I like the spontaneity too. You know, it's cool because the business is yeah. great, and it's you know, it's nice to. Um, I haven't been there. In a talk while, talk about our our good like friends Nick and Evie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. And they have lots of cool tapes too. So. Oh yeah, vinyl, tapes, vinyl, like, cassettes, CDs. Yeah. If you ask Nick, if you ask uh, Nick nicely, he might even toss all your hair for you. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Well. He's yeah. kind of a tall boy. Yeah. You know. So any, if you're in Anacortes and you get on commercial, just go all the way down, go all the way, uh, all the way to the, almost all the way to the end of commercial, and just uh, there you go. If you, you know. if you've driven straight into the water, you've gone too far. <laughs> gone, if you're drowning to death, they're not, they're not murky. Too far. They're not. They're not. You should have just said that shit at the beginning. <laughs> Don't drive the straight into the water. Yeah. Why are you just telling people that? Uh, shit yeah, you now? take. You, yeah, they're fucking already in the water. Like, oh, I wish you would have warned me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. a weird looking fish. It's like okay. Kanye West. Um. um. Anyways, so I want to talk more, just a little bit more about yeah, um, please about our band of, of the of the moment here. Oh, um, that had me fucked up. I think you're talking about our band for a second. Let's not. Do that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's plug our band. Yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, that's the old first cut. That's that bullshit. That's that bull bull. Um, no, so uh, so uh, you know, I had I had like these thoughts about the last track because uh, as far as I know. That was the only one, if or maybe one of the only tracks that actually has vocals on it, and um, and and I thought the vocals were really interesting because uh, it, it, there's a, an artist I actually really like too, who's called Dirty Beaches, mm-hmm. and he is a fellow based out of I almost don't even want to want to guess because I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to be insensitive to um, Southeast Asian nations, but he's from he's from one of those nations, and uh, and he's a really interesting artist, and he like creates like these like really weird lo-fi like sort of old rock and roll sort of just pictograms, these weird vignettes, right. and uh, and I just I feel like the vocals are remind me of that. And then just this music just generally gives me that vibe. And I just, you know, 
I, I just I like this band, so it just gives me a cool, cool feeling, cool feeling through my body, through your body into your aortas. I guess my last like real note that I had was was that uh, they they sort of uh, they remind me of uh, Velvet Underground, like white light white heat um, kind of era Velvet Underground, where it's just like you know, turn the gain all the way up and just like drone out on it's just like nasty some nasty nasty sounding tones on here I thought your last note would have been a reminder to take your heart medication yeah my bear my bear your bear aspirin okay not like your warfarin or anything you need to live but yeah bear aspirin we'll take your uh we'll take your um you know melatonin make sure to take an ambien before listening to our podcast (laughs) so you don't make it through (laughs) oh dude right on Okay, well that's Minami Deutsch, which I'm not sure what that that means, but I feel like it obviously like means something German. So, anyways, hard to say. I mean, I could Google it and tell you, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'd rather leave it <clears throat> in the ambiguity. So, with that being said, Evan. Ready to move on to our next artist? Yes. All right. Okay. For our next entry, uh, we have the band The Myrers and their album Borderlands. They're from uh, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona, and this is their song. Wait. Uh, Hold on. This uh, this joint starts off uh, quite loud. It might be startling for certain viewers with who are, who are faint of heart. Um, just a warning. Okay. <laughs> this is Awakening by the Myrors. I see what you mean. Just definitely, uh, definitely, just gets right into it, which is which I think is awesome. Um, I just love the juxtaposition of like. It starts out kind of spooky, and you go, wait! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and then it comes up back up again, which I think is even cooler. It's just this, it's so weird. It's such a weird but interesting way to start a record. Um, So, uh, The Mirrors. The Mirrors from Tucson, Arizona. Is that how it's pronounced? I'm an idiot. (laughs) I said said like Myror... Well, I don't know. I mean, God. I yeah, no, I mean, the mirrors make I sense. I don't speak whatever language they speak in Arizona, so. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they speak fucking sun-damaged. Sun-damaged. So, um. They speak crispy. Just, yeah, I mean, I had, like, notes on just just uh, the first track there, just the introductory little scare track. Um, so, yeah, just, I like, obviously, most people listening will just, you know, either they'll think one of several things you know either they get freaked out or or like me they'll think well it, it reminds me of uh, the ending of uh, the first track from uh, King Crimson's first album oh yeah uh, just the way it ends with just like chaotic free jazz 
but then it just like stops false ending and then just comes right back in and just like like a weird gust of wind and it's just a I think it's just a bold, interesting way to like kick off a kick off an album. Yeah, something I would do, but I just don't have the the means, and sometimes I don't have the the cojones to. I was going to make that simple. joke as well, so I'm glad you yeah. did it for me, so I didn't have to. Um, so uh, how fucking great is that album cover? Oh, it's By just great. It's just ridiculously phenomenal. Good. Yeah, it's. It makes me sick how good it is, actually. Yeah. It's like so, one of those things you see it, and it's so good, and you're like, fuck, I'm angry. I'm angry at how good that is, because I wish yeah. I would have done it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I gotta say, like, every time I listen to this band, inclu- including now, it just, it actually just gets better, like... Right, oh uh, yeah. Like, I, I liked it at first, time. believe me, like, and I was like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, we can put it on the list. Second time, I'm like, I really like this, and right now I'm just like, I could just not talk at all. And just really get into it. Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah, let's give it a let's give it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> let's give it a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, song name too. The blood that runs, runs the, border. the border. It's so nasty. It's I love so it. good. Um, and actually, you can hear him say that in like the second verse, I think, which is pretty cool. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, there you go. But uh, I'm just so into this. Like, I think this is very unique. Um, like, this sort of brand of of uh, psych rock we're dealing with here, because it's very specifically like a desert stoner kind of like yeah vibe it's like it's, it's like yeah like doing fucking peyote yeah you know honestly you might like i might say this another few times throughout this list but this has probably been one of my favorite lists to like put together and one of the most interesting because there are in, we got three bands today and just these first two are totally different oh but I, yeah but i think fall and from totally different parts of the world but mm-hmm. I think fall into a uh, into just different little pockets of of the genre of psych rock, and yes. in this band very specifically, like when I close my eyes, I feel like I feel like the desert heat just like beating my ass into the ground. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, very vaguely of like the Doors. Yeah, like, like some of their songs, like yeah. "Ride the Snake," just yeah. like really Canyon, hypnotically like... psych- psychedelic songs. Yeah, yeah, which um, is a phenomenal thing. Yeah, so like, um, just it's just so it's so fucking groovy. Just like the way like, just like the bass and the drums like really really like play with each other so tightly. Yeah, and it's just <clears throat> it's very good. Like. Um, also, the other thing I wanted to note about this song that that I thought was was cool that kind of furthered the, the King Crimson um, vibe to me was if you noticed earlier uh, in the in, in the verses like in the little melody that's played in between each like little vocal section, there's this 
what I think is probably like an electric violin, but it's the... Yeah, I can see that. And I'm like, that sounds so like early '70s King Crimson. Yeah, and I'm sure just, does. Like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so in love with that sound. Let me, let me ask you too. I'm curious, <clears throat> you and and anyone else even who wants to comment on it. Do you ever get <clears throat> that uh, that feeling when you? Wow, <clears throat> I'm really choking up. <clears throat> when you um listen to music or you experience art. Um, that that you uh, do relatively so music or a, you know a painting or whatever um, that that you experience it and you actually get kind of angry at how good it is and you think like you're like wow this is so fucking good why didn't I come up with that or something like that and it like actually disturbs and bothers you um, I, I have to say uh it's it's been a while since I've felt that up until uh, last week, and specifically what happened last week was uh, I received my copy of uh, Dissolution by Pineapple Thief that just came out, and when I listened to the the back half of that album, um, so from Pillar of Salt onto uh, White Mist and then onto Shed a Light. And I listened to how like beautifully everything flowed and how simple it was, but how just really powerful and dynamic it was. I was like, it, it, it made me fucking, it made me angry. Mm-hmm. It made me really angry. Yeah. It's so um, good. That that typically happens to me with like, uh, it's hard for me to listen to Sufjan nowadays because I think Sufjan is just so fucking good right. that like, <clears throat> that I'm just very jealous of his talent. And I can I get that with that a lot. Um, and yeah, I agree with the Pineapple Thief album. It definitely, uh, it's definitely a very beautiful album worth, uh, worth listening. I think they're, I think they're most cohesive, um, very, uh, they're very secure in their, their sound. Right. So. You but, know, I've listened to a ton of their albums. I'm a big, the Pineapple Thief fan, but... That album is just fucking brilliant. Pineapple Thieves. The Pineapple Thieves. Bruce Sword and the Pineapple Thieves. Um, yeah, so uh, let's talk about this song. Let's talk about this song. I think I think it's cool how for those those folks paying attention at home, listening to the listening to the music rather than listening to a couple of weirdos talk about the music. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, you notice how like the second, you know, second track ends and then third track begins after a brief pause, and it's like this, it's like this melody just picking up from the last song. Yeah, I, I thought going. that was really cool. I th- that reminds me a lot of like uh, Francis the Mute. Yep, Mars Volta. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Just like they do like that Miranda. so much yeah. on that on that album. It reminds me a lot of uh, Miranda that goes just ain't holy anymore. Yeah, just like these motifs that just that just like. They just yeah. they just come in, and these these tracks that stop and start, and uh, uh, I, I this is one of the only times I've ever wished that like we had been filming ourselves while talking about this because once Evan started saying that I just started like slowly looking over to him. Smirks started building because I'm like, Are you about to say Francis the Mute? No. That's what I'm gonna say if you're not. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, and so far this, yeah, this band, like, I, I think draws, for in my mind, draws comparison to to, um, to King Crimson and to uh, Mars Volta. Sure. But, like, also just, I mean, it's, it's very unique. Like, it's, right. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's very like um, addictive. I think this um, these these songs. I think and like especially how like like the the intensity of of these drones. I think um, almost feels like some kind of like supplication. It almost feels like a I like. I like the little um, like nuances and idiosyncrasies to the music. Now, I- I'm saying this as an analytical listener of music, but when you hear like it's so so small, but there's like a little flute you can hear in the background, that's just like screaming, screaming in the background. But it's so quiet, it's so reverberated, but yeah. it's so fucking like just right there. Yeah. Wait one sec. See if you can hear it. It's things like that. Yeah. That I think and actually with yeah. music like this really take it from like good to masterful. Yeah. You know, this actually this this track actually ends in a I think in a cool way too. It has some I think kind of like a cool field recording type thing at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, thanks a lot. Now I don't even want to listen to it. We're, going, <laughs> we're moving on to the next artist. Spoiled this artist. I've ruined their fan base. And <laughs> I've ruined their their career. You've ruined my fan base. <laughs> my fan base. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to let this track breathe out, actually. That is definitely an electric violin. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit too, not to break the fade out, but it reminds me a little bit too of um, a local band we have here in Seattle. Um, Name is escaping me. Never heard of them. Yeah. They played that show with Michael. Starts with an M. Michael True Band. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, gonna drive me nuts. Uh, a band that played with Michael uh, starts with an M. Moraine. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the big thumping. Yes. Prog. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, when I heard them, I was also very reminded of King Crimson. Yeah. So, who's that? I mean, yeah, the the. The leader of the band very much seemed to me like the American Robert Fripp, basically. Um, yeah, not gonna and, lie. And just his, he was like, cool people too. Musicality and his just like uh, his just general demeanor. He was yeah. very quiet yeah. and reserved, but had a lot to say when you talked to him. Yeah. Kind of like you, actually, oddly, in that way. Ugh. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't talk much. But when you do, it's hard to get you to shut up. Check it out. 
kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and this next track, I think we'll just listen to a little bit of it, and then we can move on to the next one. But um, okay, this one, <laughs> I think it's really cool because, like, okay, we just went through these, you know, the first three tracks, and they're you know really interesting and cool and droning, and this one is too. But already from the start here, we hear these tablas and uh, and like this. I mean, I don't want to immediately call it a sitar, but is that a sitar? Um, it sounds it does sound like one, or like a, either it's like a sitar or like a coda. Yeah, and so like this one has decidedly like a like like an Indian uh, like an Indian rag kind of feel to it, but it still sounds very much like it's rooted in like the desert of the Southwest United States. Yeah, I think that's awesome. so interesting how you can. Can, it definitely feels, yeah, like a Western song, despite that. It's just, it's great. I, I think it's so beautiful, especially because I, I don't know, I find myself very infatuated with, with um, Indian, Indian music nowadays and Indian culture. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And so, like, really, any time I, I hear any kind of Indian influence in um, of course nothing like appropriative like which I think there, there are a lot of bands out there who just rip off Indian culture and really give it no credit um, I'm not a fan of that but this I think just it just borrows some of these these uh, these uh, mentalities and I think it's just so beautiful for it especially because yeah if you really listen you can hear like some of this uh these arrangements and some of this instrumentation in the background which is so beautiful so what you're saying is if I go to the next Red Lama show presumably in Bellingham, Washington I won't see you in an Indian tunic <laughs> well you know there's this uh, no promises huh uh, well I bought this I bought this pretty cool Indian scarf actually I was, I was in Bellingham and there's this uh, there's this little little like it's like a don't really know what kind of store. I forget the name of the store, but it's a, it's a store where you can just buy, um, you can buy, uh, you know, your incense and your, your. It's like a sort of, also like a thrift shop. Like they have secondhand clothes and all that kind of stuff and all kinds of like Indian artwork and, uh, and it's, uh, oh, this is so beautiful. I like, it just stops in my tracks. So dynamic. But you might see me wearing that at the next show. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, Shamisen. That was the name of the instrument. Oh, yeah, of. right. Okay. Yeah, that might be it. Cause it doesn't sound, it doesn't have that like sitar sound. It's not like the doing, doing. Yeah, I think it, I think it might be a shamisen. Yeah. Which makes it even more interesting, because then you're just like taking, you're having these other cultures then come in and like, it creates just such an interesting synthesis. Yeah. Other cultures all coming together to have a have a tickle fight. 
<clears throat> over at uh, Kevin's parents' mm-hmm. house for having a big old bowl of chili mac. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, just a lot of breath. Just like this, these like woodwinds in the background too. Just oh, the way it breathes is just so hypnotic. Great, so beautiful. Yeah, I think I might hear a bass soon. Why not right now? <laughs> I mean, if the bass has got something to say, <laughs> fucking listen to him. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That's probably going to be the joke of the episode, too. <laughs> oh, man. I need a Whatever. drink just for that. I might go pour myself a little shot of amaretto. Okay. A shot. Wait. A shot? Well, I don't want too much. It's amaretto. It's only 20%. I'll drink the whole thing. Then. I don't even know if it's that. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that being said, you ready to move on to our, our final artist of the evening? I wish people could you see, see what I'm you're fucking doing. air fluting. It's, it's something like that. It's something like Calm that. down, Jethro Tull. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's interesting. I think Jethro Tull or Ian, at least Ian Anderson, played at like uh, played in Woodenville like a, a earlier this year. I thought that's interesting. Anyway. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, that would be cool to go see. That's some winery. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay. All right, fam and fam light, we are on our final offering of the evening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this is. Trappist Afterland and their album um, Seven or Se Seven in and uh, this is the wait song. wait never mind this one doesn't start scary never mind. you motherfucker the blood scary. in the wood by Trappist Afterland this is my pick of the week by the way the last one was mine I forgot to mention. Yeah, you might be thinking about all the praises I sang for the last band. You're like, how could this be the pick of the week? Because you sound like you really loved it. Well, this one, I think, Fucking just... Fucking strap in, motherfucker. Strap in, yeah, for real. Kill these damn flies. <laughs> um, I'm going to let this breathe for like a minute. So people don't think we're being <laughs> immediately disrespectful. I have this little hedgehog toy for whatever reason on my desk, and I just put it on Evan's thigh. <laughs> okay. He's super cute. He's the new mascot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, surprise, surprise, here at TFC Productions. Um, in natural cut records land, yeah. Natural cut. We um, we're infamous for shooting the plot a little bit, and you know sometimes we go a little, you know. Okay, so you know while I doubt anyone is really really cares that much, yeah, this isn't like exactly psych rock. So, um, 
fine. There's that. But, you know, I think it has the trappings <laughs> of, of the genre. And while it's, like, very much acoustic, it's very much acoustic music and not a lot of um, rock vibes, I think it, I think it really actually fits into our list really nicely especially to it lends credence to what I was saying earlier about um, uh, how uh, with these three artists they were chosen so this art, this artist is from Australia it's like all around the world we've gone now to southwest the United States to Tokyo Japan now to Melbourne Australia to Melbourne Melbourne, Australia. Um, so, all around, just going to show how this influence and how these different areas, I think, different geographies, uh, lend to different different sounds. I think right. it's just so interesting. But, anyways, so uh, yeah, like as I said, pick of the week for me. I the other night, like listening to this one and really trying to analyze it scrutinize it a little bit um borderline trance like so beautiful I, I, I just find this so um uh just so like spiritual something very spiritual about it um but like very much so within a uh, a nicely packaged song format um uh and, you know, I think, like, a lot of these songs have, like, similar vibes and, like, start, you know, have these, have similar formulas. As we can tell, like, they kind of tend to start, like, very small with, like, one instrument, vocal, um, and, uh. And they just kind of build and build until they fall off the earth. And build and build and yeah, and then they uh, they come in with these with like percussion that just like starts just like stomps through the mix and just um, I think the singer has a very beautiful voice. Thanks, man. Right on. Appreciate it. Check it out. He's gonna eat all the ants. Don't put him on your microphone, you fucking dink. <laughs> um, we'll just see what happens. It'll be funny. Um, Hedgehogs so. are fucking cool. I'm gonna paint him blue and call him Sanic. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and uh, okay, so it's like I, I think. I think this band, like, um, like the arrangements they're using for for these songs, uh, it's like it's like so up my alley. I so they're they're using acoustic guitars, um, of course, vocal, um, harmonium, mellotron, uh, tabla. Um, they're using. They're using lots of like Eastern instruments, but also like lots of Western stuff, and, and like you know, these are pretty much all, almost all acoustic instruments. 
and I think it's just so um, bucolic I almost want to put it just like uh, it's like it very much lends itself to this like this album cover this beautiful very interesting piece uh, piece of art mm-hmm. that is this album cover so this is one of these bands that I think uh, I think a very they just have such a, a great eye for aesthetic. I think it's worth mentioning too. I don't think you've mentioned it, but there's a lot of like, <clears throat> I think to uh, someone who's not into more of a, um, well, I'll say, I'll say progressive in the literal sense, uh, into more like a progressive genre. I think a lot of people would hear this and be like, Man, these songs, like, they kind of all sound the same. Like, that's that's kind of fucking dumb and lame. Um, and I would say that this artist seems to use a lot of refrain in his music. So there's a lot of um, similarity to the songs that kind of make it feel like one big co- open concept. Yeah, like but, capitulation. Yeah, I think that's fucking incredible. And I think, yeah, <clears throat> some people get used to hearing like songs that are similar in uh, in a simple rock format, and they think that it like lacks creativity because of how song like how similar the songs sound. I think in a in a greater progressive genre format, and I'm not saying that this this is a progressive artist um, necessarily, but in in a in a type where the music itself is is progressive and it it refrains in that way it's really brilliant to see how someone can keep something interesting and unique with such similar ideal ideas Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's really rare to see that done in a way that actually sounds really good and doesn't just get pretty much immediately stale yeah you know i i have uh i very much have some some ideas ideas and a sort of uh, philosophy about about I mean this applies to the way I, I write music and I don't know your mileage may vary you know to anyone listening uh, it all depends you know on, on the kind of person you are the kind of artist you are but but um, artist Mike's, enthusiast even too yeah, yeah artist enthusiast yeah. the the way I am I uh, I if I if I'm writing songs and I'm putting together record or if I'm just just trying to find a theme I I tend to I've never been good at like weaving like intricate epic stories or tales or or musical journeys I think what I typically do and what I feel like maybe this band does but I don't want to be presumptuous but I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark is that they write these songs and they're in, they're trying to create the sound in their head, and they're trying to like achieve this like idealistic um, sound that you know that they they want to realize. Um, but like each each one of these songs is like a stab at that. It's like an attempt at trying to make that perfect song. But like in the pursuit of it, I think they create a bunch of very interesting songs that have like a powerful unifying aesthetic and and I, I find that great 
maybe maybe I find it particularly beautiful because like I said it's like my personal style of writing right maybe maybe that's the case um, uh, and that's why I identify <laughs> with it so much maybe but um, yeah I, this is I find when I'm writing uh, a greater piece um, so if I'm writing let's just say an EP or an album or even just like a set like things that I want to put together that I'm writing if if I start writing songs that are entirely dissimilar from each other like they have nothing in common at all I won't use them and it's not to say that I won't use one with a different song but I will not use them together if I have two songs that sound nothing alike or that they sound like they were uh, written in different head spaces or whatever I, I will not marry the two um, it just doesn't feel right to me in the way that I enjoy music. I like um, an idea to feel like an idea. I, I like if I were to make an album or an EP or whatever, that um, everything feels like there was a greater thought involved and that it was a big idea versus just a bunch of little ideas just kind of uh, thrown like shit against the wall, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, I mean, my next project that I have um, in the in the old uh, cauldron um, that got cooking up, I uh, I feel like that's it's exactly how I, I wrote it, which I had this I had this like theme in mind, which right. I mean, we won't talk about it in depth, you know, it won't be a surprise, but. Um, you I had you tease. <laughs> tease. Well, I had these I had these themes of of like uh, nature, of rain, and of ghosts and like specters or revenants or whatever you have you. And uh, but a part of me wanted to try and create some kind of interesting story. But I think intro, like I like I said, in trying to do that, I just wound up writing a bunch of songs that had those themes with no with no real like progression. But I, I think it's interesting in its own way because I, I just I, I I just like that idea of like an album being um, like like a document of 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 um, an artist's attempt at creating the perfect, right? The perfect song, right? I think that's just—it's just so cool. I, I think it's a very interesting thing. So, right? Yeah, I agree. I um, I don't know how you could really write music otherwise. To be completely honest, I mean, like, <clears throat> I get that there was a time that we did, you and I, uh, together, even for that matter. But I can't. I can't empathize with who I was as a person back then, oddly. Like, back when we'd make, like, thrash metal, and it was just a bunch of random fucking songs that we put together, and we're like, dude, let's let's make an album out of this. And they were all random. They had nothing to do with each other at all, yeah. <laughs> um, other than, you know, the people who made them were consistent. I know, that is strange. That, that's, it's but I, weird I can't to remember me. how that feels, yeah. even. It's weird to me, the idea of, like, putting out an album that's like the songs don't have like a theme it's just yeah they're the, just there. these are 11 songs i wrote over the course of two years and that's just that yeah no, it's just like that's that's totally alien to me strange 
I mean, someday I'd, I'd love to be a good storyteller. And I, I, I mean, that, I think it's amazing when artists are able to tell right. rich stories in their, in their uh, records or in their songs. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope to be able to do that someday, too. But today but the, is not that day. Today is not the day. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next Thursday. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, I have a doctor's appointment that day. It'll have to be Friday. <laughs> well, um, uh, Trappist. Trappist uh, Afterland. Afterland. Uh, bit my pick of the week. Uh, Not mine. Try harder. Try no, harder. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's still uh, really good. Beautiful band, beautiful songs, and that's that's a, that's a list. That's the dang diddly old list. Thanks for uh, thanks for sitting with us, guys. We're standing. Thanks for uh, checking. And out. also, gals. And, what do you think uh, of the new else? format? Let us know what you think of the new format. Evan's oh, still not wearing pants. Still not wearing pants. It hasn't changed since the last episode. Yeah. It's been, been a constant problem. His family is falling apart. He can't hold a job. <laughs> <laughs> he smells something just vinegar. <laughs> Oh, it might be that vinegar in front of me with all the dead flies in it. <coughs> it could be. <laughs> um, but yes, thanks for joining us, people, party people. Um, hope you have a lovely rest of your night or day. Uh, if you've been drinking, don't uh, don't don't uh, don't drive. Don't get behind the wheel of an automobile. And also, uh, don't smoke meth. And make sure to tune in, episode 15, which will be coming out a real soon. And join us, uh, join us for a drinking game. Cool. Right on. Bye. Bye.